It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. Oh boy. That music makes me feel like dancing, even though uh, I had a bad fall and I'm lucky I can walk at the moment. Uh, but I love to dance. Uh, that was a very interesting guest, and uh, hopefully, you don't have to have ghosts in your home uh, that you have to call them. But if you do, uh, by all means, She's the expert on it, and I uh, try to have her on every year because there are many people that really feel a bad feeling or they feel some kind of feeling, and they uh, they 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 use her to just check out the house. I th- I thought that you know you know as we do so many shows and we talk about what's going on in the city and what's going on in the world and what's going on, and sometimes we um, end up just not doing some of the basic basic things that I think. Um, we should always, you know, never take for granted that we all know and are doing right. And we are in a time that I am not, I have never seen a time like this. I've been in the real estate a lot of years, and I've seen busy times, and I think slow times. I'm sure Stephen and Ace, I'm sure you, you can comment. In your opinion, both of you being in, the, in, the, in, in your businesses for long, how do you see today's, real estate market. Johnny, I can go first. Um, I, yeah, I definitely see the activity level um, continuing to increase uh, month over month. And um, I think with foreign buyers coming in into the marketplace, we're just going to see a lot more demand. Um, you know, right now we see inventory still being pretty low. And uh, I, I think it's going to it's going to make for a pretty interesting 2022 um, coming coming in the new year. So we'll we'll see. I mean, look, things are opening back up in New York City as well, um, and there's been tremendous activity levels. And if you're pricing your apartment right, it's it's actually moving. I actually put both of my apartments up for sale uh, the last three months, Dottie, and I have both in contract right now. So really, and, and that's uh, in the last three it's months. Different. This is the and, last and three months. And knowing you, you put yeah. and now knowing you, you put them up because you felt. I'm just going to guess because you didn't. We didn't talk about this ahead of time. I am going to guess that you put them up because you felt today is a good time to sell. Exactly, exactly, Dottie. You know, um, I thought it was the perfect time to sell. Um, I really wanted to test out the market a little bit after putting my apartments up for sale pre-pandemic, and I can tell you, I'm getting prices way above what I was getting offered um, pre-pandemic. So. It's uh, it's back. It's back. You know, I, I feel it's very back, confident. And it's and I think I've urged yeah. everyone, you know, none of us are, you know, I'd love to see the future, but none of us really, you know, everyone and and anything that you read is, is, is either based on past history or numbers. Nobody knows for sure 100%. 
And I think we're looking at enough demand that it's probably going to run into, into uh, 2022. However, Correct. no one knows two or three years from now. We know that interest no rates are low. How low they're going to? How long they're going to stay low? I don't know. I, yeah. Your guess is as good as mine. Maybe Ace, you have some foresight on that. Uh, you know, you know they they do say that rates will go up to the four percent range um, by the end of 2022. Now, again, we never have a crystal ball. Uh, myself, Dottie, Steve, we've been telling folks for years now that the rates are going to go up. But there's a couple of factors that are leading up to why economists are predicting a um, an increase in 2022. Right, the tapering off of uh, purchases of mortgage-backed securities from the Federal Reserve. That's one. That's that's one that's actually keeping the rates artificially low to stimulate the economy due to the pandemic. Uh, they've already announced that they will be tapering off the purchases, um, so that's going to inc- that's going to cause a little bit of a um, increase in interest rates. And you know, again, unemployment. It's you know we're, we're seeing positive signs with unemployment. So you know, with the economy slowly recovering. Um, due to the pandemic, you're going to see interest rates slightly rise a little bit. So, but seems like um, the direction of the rates will be going up, and that's that's part of the reasons why you know I wanted to test out the market with um, selling my home as well, Dottie. So definitely right. a lot and of it. By the way, when rates go up, because everyone goes, well, prices are high now, Dottie. Well, when rates go up, okay, people have less borrowing power. Correct. You know, the higher Correct. the rate, the less you can borrow. So people are are really are in a good place now. The rates are low, and whether they go up a little Sorry. here or there, they're still relatively yeah. low. I mean, so I, mean, I think it's a great time. But I would love you to do this, Ace. I know it's very basic, and we haven't done it for a while, but I think it's important. I'd like to just take a you know the next ten minutes um, because the next sessions and you know this this week and next week I really want to concentrate on just basics of buying and selling, which sometimes we get very sophisticated and we just pass over that. So when we talk about loans, okay, can you give us, first of all, conventional loan, tell us what it is and give us the pros of a conventional loan and and, and maybe the cons of a conventional mortgage and who should get one? Yeah, no, and, and speaking of conventional loans, um, the FHFA, they've announced that the conventional loan limits will be increased to 625000 Dottie. So what are they year, now? Okay, so right now it's five five hundred Um So it's going to be increased to 625000 meaning if you have a conventional loan, you can actually borrow up to 625000 and still be at a Fannie Mae rate, right? So it, hopefully it'll be beneficial for folks, you know, with increasing of prices, you know, they decided to increase their Fannie uh, Mae got, um, loan limits, right, from 548 well, Especially in the Northeast where prices tend to be high. Ex- exactly, Dottie. So, you know, it, the government is, is definitely stepping in. These are, these are backed, um, you know, government loans that, that, that folks can take advantage of and, they're increasing the now, loan limits to 625000 in 2022. Right. And on a, on a conventional loan, you can use that for your primary home, your second home, or investment properties, correct? Correct. Correct. Yep. 
You can um, use it for, yeah. Now, would you consider, would you explain to people if they don't have, uh, I know the standard down payment is 20 and 25% in a competitive market. If you can uh, come up with a 20 or 25%, you have a better shot of getting the home. But if you can't, and could you tell everybody what PMI is and how that works? Yeah. If you have less that's a, that's than 20%. Great, that's a great question, Dottie. So private mortgage insurance is really just, you know, give, giving the bank a little bit of security, right? So most banks will, will require 20% down. But if you're looking to put, let's say, 5% down, then most likely the banks will require the client to take out a private mortgage insurance to make up the other 15%. And once you reach the 20% uh, equity or appreciation, then the PMI will go away, right? And most of the times, uh, folks will either take advantage and take on private mortgage insurance to make up that 20% difference if you're looking to put 5% down. Or another method is you can actually take out a home equity line of credit for that other 15%. So for example, not to confuse all of our listeners, but let's just say you had a home you wanted to purchase for 500,000. You're looking to put 5% down. You can actually borrow the other 15% as a home equity line of credit and still have a first mortgage of 80%. So you'll actually be taking out two loans, Dottie. So one loan is on the 80%, the second loan is on the 15%, and you're still putting down your 5%. And you, and you use this method to avoid paying private mortgage insurance. So it's a and very popular method. And, it um, is a popular method, but a lot of people one. don't know about it. And that's why I always advise people before you even start looking for a home, to so get a hold of ACE and the people at Citizens and go through the different options because there's so many different options. So many, so many course, different options, you know, yeah. One size doesn't fit all. And, you know, most people are familiar with the basics, you know, the basic mortgages. And there are so many different things that you can take advantage of. It really is worth that phone call. But basically on a conventional loan, which is what most people do, um, you can still get PMI. It's still considered a conventional loan. Now, would you say that um, what, like, would be the negatives of an expense loan? In other words, do you, have, do you have to have a minimum FICO score to get a conventional so, loan? Yeah. Um, so on a conventional loan, for example, FHA, right? So FHA is a government-backed uh, loan. That, that product, you can actually have a credit score of, you know, 620, um, Dottie, and you'll still be able to get a loan. Obviously, you'll be paying a little bit of a higher premium on the PMI because you're putting less than 20% down, and the rates on an FHA loan may differ than a 30-year fixed conforming loan, but still very low. You're still going to get a rate of right around 3%, but there are programs that are that give you a little bit more flexibility when it comes to your credit score. Now, if folks are wondering, what what will I get if I have an excellent credit score and, and what is an ex- excellent credit score um, that the banks take as a standard, that's around 720. So if you check your credit score and you have a credit score of 720 or above, nine out of 10 times, you're going to get the best rate possible. And right now on a 30-year fixed rate, it's hovering right around 2.875. So still below 3%, Dottie. It's amazingly, amazingly low. It's almost free money. So, you know, people have options and, and we say it all the time on the show. It's always best that you consult 
with a loan officer because there's so many different products out there, just like what we're sharing with you guys today. And it's not one size fits all, right? So depending on your credit score, depending on your down payment, there's a lot of different products that you can take advantage of, especially now where if you looked at products that 10 years ago, there wasn't as many products available either, Dottie, for for the public, right? Oh, no. So, when I started, folks, you either took an FHA loan or a conventional yeah. loan, or maybe they had those adjustable loans, and they actually right. had adjustable loans that had no caps that they could go up forever. So a conventional, exactly. but, but what my, 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 my point is you should always, before you start the process, have a chat with somebody from Citizens and find out the different options that are available to you because there are so many options and people could save money that they don't know they can save if they really just take the time to find out. And some people think that they can't get a mortgage and they don't have enough down payment when there's many vehicles that you can buy with very little down payment, okay? So you don't and, have and, to and have Dottie, that 20% that everyone thinks yeah, you have and, to have. And in so many folks, they, they feel a little bit afraid, right, that they may not have enough income or they may not have enough down payment where they have this perception that they need to have 20% down or they feel as if their credit score is too low. And, and that's not true, right? You want to be able to actually consult with a loan officer, call it, or even call us on the show and just really tell the loan officer exactly what your situation is because there's a solution out there, right? No matter what situation you're in. And, and let's say you you can't um, take a mortgage out today. It doesn't mean that there can't be a plan of action, right? We can't put together a, a, a payment plan or a financial plan for you to get approved for a mortgage. So don't be discouraged. You know, it doesn't hurt to call and just really – do your homework first. It's so important. Now, as we're talking about the different loans, can you tell everybody what a jumbo loan is and who would need one? Yeah. Yeah, so a jumbo loan is basically uh, what we call here on the bank side a portfolio loan, right? So it's a loan that banks where it's above the Fannie loan limit. So let's say next year it's going to be 625000 for a one family. So if you're borrowing anything above 625000 next year, then that's going to be considered a portfolio loan. Portfolio loan will differ from bank to bank because now the banks are, are loaning on their balance sheet, and that's their portfolio product, meaning that's their product that they've created that they're willing to lend out into the marketplace. So that's where it gets a little bit, not tricky, but a little bit different from bank to bank, right? Um, depending on what their risk appetite is, they may have a little bit more of an aggressive product where they'll let you, you know, put less down, borrow a little bit more. So that's where you really have to do your homework and really shop around and, and see what bank has the best product that fits your needs, right? So on a portfolio product, I can tell you, you know, here at Citizens Bank, because I work here, so I can share with you what we have, you know, you can borrow up to $2 million putting 10% down. Can you imagine that? Listen listen again, imagine that, right? I'm (laughs) just going to give you a little tip that I feel, and again, it's always my opinion, I, you know, no one knows facts, but I really believe investment properties because everything that I read, and I do so much research, I speak a lot, and so I'm always on stuff and doing this. I really do believe rentals are going to continue to go through the roof, and um, you can own rental property. Okay, with putting very little down, 
of course, you've yeah. got to look at all the other aspects, you know, how much rent you'll get, you know, vacancies and things of that nature. But it's certainly possible to buy a rental property that you could rent out, which is a great investment. It's a good thing people retire on it. Um through getting a loan. So I, you know, and a jumbo loan for most people in the Northeast, it's common because our prices are generally be high here. Okay, yeah. so that. Our average uh, sale price. Yeah, yeah. I mean, an average condo in Manhattan, it's already around 800000 right, Dottie? So you're looking at a jumbo um, product right there, but it's so common. It's so common in today's marketplace. We used to, we used to say, you know, a million dollars was, was a very expensive home and it seems like that's like that's 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 the entry level sort of price for some folks in the city right so it, it's all it's all relative to the right now down payment yeah. down payment and fico score on a jumbo loan what do they have to be is there any anything that people need to know about that yeah so on a jumbo loan because it's being securitized, you know, by the banks and it's on their balance sheet. They're going to require a, a very good credit score. So you would, you will definitely have to have a credit score of 680 or above. Anything less than 680, nine out of ten times, it'll be very difficult to to get approved because you're borrowing more too on a jumbo loan, Dottie. And down payment, again, it's really relative, but you can actually put down 5% all the way up to 850000 and 10% all the way up to $2 million. So if you if you have pen and paper, maybe write that down. 5% up to 850 k and 10% up to $2 million, which is yeah. which is phenomenal, Dottie. So if you're like me who is uh, feeling a lot safer investing in real estate than the stock market, even though you can make a killing, but you can also lose everything, um, these are good things to know. Now, you went through the government-insured loan where the U.S. government – is a lender, but it does play a role in helping Americans become homeowners, and that's through FHA. And obviously, yeah. you have a very minimum down payment, right? It could be three percent, correct? Correct. So you yeah, could really get percent. into a home at three percent. So everyone yeah. who thinks, and I hear so many people say, "Well, I didn't save enough down payment." Before you say that, you should really talk to the people at Citizens Bank and find out. Um, and of course, if you're a veteran. Okay, you can actually buy something with no money down. With and no we, you money know, we, down. we don't talk about that every day, and I just want to go over some of the basics, um, you know, of, of, of these loans. Now, if you get a government loan, that'll help you finance a home when you don't qualify for a conventional loan because the FHA yeah. is more lenient on the credit. Um, right. So, so that might be if your credit's not picture perfect. Uh, you can do something like that. Um, now, I know the interest rates are low. So would you explain to our listeners, because we don't really talk about adjustables anymore. We're talking mostly on fixed rates because the interest rates are low. So when we talk about a fixed rate, can you explain what a fixed rate is? And can you explain what an adjustable rate is? And even though the interest rates are low, when an adjustable rate, even with low interest rates, might be worth you looking at? Definitely, Dottie. I believe we have a break. So right when we come back, uh, we will definitely discuss the difference between a fixed and adjustable rate mortgage. Right. And how that even though interest rates are low, you might... At this time, some people might be better off getting an adjustable rate. We'll talk about right that right as soon as our break is over. Right, 
right back. The following is a paid political announcement paid for by Curtis Lewa for mayor. This is Curtis Lewa. Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, has taken a wrecking ball and destroyed the city that we love over eight years. He slashed the NYPD budget by a billion dollars and we suffered our deadliest year in nearly a decade. And the worst, de Blasio and his wife created this program Thrive that was supposed to care for the emotionally disturbed. They spent one and a quarter billion dollars in five years. Show me the money. Where's the money? I'll find out. If you like the broken promises of the past, then I suggest you vote for my opponent. If you want real change, I'd suggest voting for me on November 2nd. Who do you trust more to keep you safe? Me, who's been in the streets 42 years, or my opponent, who's been up in the suites? Go to CurtisSlewaForMayor.com and make a donation today to vote for me to become your next mayor on November 2nd. I'm Curtis Slewa and I approve of this message. Landlords, property managers, condo, or co-op board members, is your building's exterior or roof looking weather-worn, not holding up too well over the years? Then it's time to give my friend Susan at Rhino Shield of New York a call. Rhino Shield Exterior Coatings fights the aging effects of everyday weather and wear on the exterior and roof of all buildings. The durable protection it provides keeps the outside looking great, the inside dry and trouble-free. And it comes with a 25-year transferable warranty against every Everything, chipping, peeling, fading, cracking, you name it. Even labor and materials are covered from warehouses to professional buildings. There really is no structure that won't benefit from the waterproof coating that insulates, reflects UV rays, and resists the growth of mold, mildew, and algae. Call Susan today for a free estimate. 1-877-RHINO08. The number is 877-744-6608. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. My Slippers are designed to wear indoor and out all day long, made with My Pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 50% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you want to get some for the whole family 800-651-0798 use that promo code joe p or go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener square and use the promo code joe p you will also get deep discounts on all my pillow products including the giza dream bed sheets the my pillow mattress topper and my pillow towel sets 800-651-0798 promo code joe p <laughs> It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. We're back. And you're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here with Ace Lazuparp and Stephen Ebert, and we're going through the basics of selling and buying. And so I wanted to start off with all the different kind of loans because we certainly sometimes, you know, assume everyone knows everything, and really there's so many options. And so we went through a conventional. We went through FHA uh, where the government backs it, where your credit could be less and you can put down as little as 3%. Now we're talking about adjustable versus a fixed loan. And can you tell us the differences? 
Yeah, Dottie, for our listeners um, that may not have known, and, you know, I don't want to get too technical here, but the ARM products, which stands for Adjustable Rate Mortgages, were just changed from a LIBOR rate to a SOFR rate. So for folks that don't know, um, the ARM products were based on London Interbank offered rates. So that was basically LIBOR rates, which really – you know, you, you really took the future of what, what you thought rates would be, and it would be calculated on a, let's say, 7-1 arm interest only or a 7-1 arm product, which meant that you would lock in your rate for the first seven years, and it would change every single year. Today, um, it's, it's, there's no longer a LIBOR rate. It's actually a SOFR rate. The key difference there is it's based on real-life sort of financial transactions and the biggest difference is it's based on the cost of borrowing money overnight instead of looking into the future so what happens is the adjustable rate mortgage products actually will reset every six months instead of a year Dottie so that's a big difference right so the old adjustable rate rate mortgages for example if you wanted to take out a seven-year arm um, adjustable rate mortgage it would be it would be fixed for the first seven years and on the eighth year, you know, it would change once every year. Now, if you take a 7-6 arm, you'll be locked in for the first seven years, but the rates will change every six months. But the good part of, of, of the SOFR product is that you have a max cap of 1% DOTI instead of, let's say, a 225 where your max. All right, yeah, but that's what we're getting. Just, just, so, so we're getting a little too detailed. Um, so, so, so the biggest just difference, to make it basic, because then I think it, yes. it, it requires a phone call. Okay, because the interest rates are low at this point, most people don't even think about an adjustable right now. I mean, most people right. say, well, why go for an adjustable when you can lock in and have this low interest rate for as long as you're going to have your mortgage? Now, that is true. However, there are times when you might want to consider an adjustable rate, meaning that the rate is going to be lower than a conventional mortgage. So if you got an adjustable or a conventional mortgage, the rates are about what now? So I can tell you 7-1 arm, you're probably looking at 2625 2.5%, 2.5%, right, so you're, you're, you're talking about maybe 265 as a rate opposed to uh, a non-adjustable, which would be what, 3 something? 3%, correct. 3%. So your interest rate is going to be lower. Now, why would you do that when adjustable rate will probably go up because they're they're pretty down? Is What if you're not going to be living in a home for a long time? I mean, if you think that you're going to just buy this home and then eventually flip it, or maybe you're going to um, stay here another five or six years, and then you might move on to another state. Um, and you're not going to be here 30 years. It might not make sense for you to take a conventional mortgage. And you might, even though the interest rates are low, you don't need to lock in for 30 years because you're not going to be here 30 years. Then you might be better off getting an adjustable rate, which is going to cost yeah. you a lot less. And um, is perfect for people who uh, don't feel they don't plan to stay in their home beyond a certain amount of years. So that's uh, another uh, type of loan 
that you should talk about. Again, so important to do this before you start your search so you know exactly what the right financing for you is. Now, we have construction loans. Uh, so we can do. you give us a little about that? You know, Dottie, I just want to say, you know, sometimes I forget how well versatile you are doing this show for the last over 10 plus years. I mean, the advice that you gave um, our listeners here is the advice that we give all of our clients um, every single day, you know, in terms of the, the products and the differences. And you have this very, very good way of just breaking it down. So simple. I uh, just wanted to, you know, really acknowledge that because, you know, what Dottie's well, telling you, all of our listeners today, it's, it's, it's so key and it's so critical, you know, talking about a construction loan, everybody sees all of the bidding wars that are going on, uh, especially in the suburbs. Right. And sometimes, you know, the best deals are the, the ones that are distressed and the construction loans are probably going to be your best sort of vehicle in getting the best, best low price on a, on a, on a home. But more importantly, you're able to finance your construction into the loan as well. As long as you have a licensed contractor, Let's say you you purchase a home for five hundred thousand. It's distressed. It's probably not inhabitable, and you need to put in another five hundred thousand. Most folks feel they have to put up the cash for five hundred, and then put up another five hundred thousand to to fix up the home or put repairs in or have contractors come in. And out of pocket, they're a million dollars all in, right? And and that's not the case. You can actually go to the bank. You know, tell the bank that you're purchasing the land for five hundred thousand. Finance the the construction cost of another five hundred thousand, so that's a million dollars, and only put twenty percent down, Dottie. Two hundred thousand instead of putting in a million dollars of your own money. That's it's unbelievable. Now, Ace, if you bought a home that was like a fix me upper. And you said, okay, I'm buying this home. It's a cheap price, but I have to put X amount of money in it. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to have to go out of pocket. Can you get a construction loan that yes, would put the amount of money in that you need to fix the house into the loan so that you don't have to go yeah. out of pocket? Definitely. And that's exactly what we utilize the construction into perm uh, loans for, right? Let's say you buy a home that needs a fixer upper. Um, and let's say the price is, again, you know, 350,000, for example, and you need to put in maybe another 300,000. So your total sale price of the home would not be 350, the purchase price that you're buying it for, we would actually put it at 650K. And then you'd be putting, let's say 20% down based off the 650, not the original sale price of 350. So it, it's it's a great, great vehicle, Dottie, that I wish, I wish a lot more folks knew about, right? So, Right, and I think that that's, that's so important. Again, have that meeting, have that conversation with someone at Citizens to know what's available. Now, there are also, we, we haven't talked about these for a long time, so I, I really want to go through them because no one really talks about anything but, but conventional mortgages. Interest-only mortgages. Now, they were a big they were big at certain times, and could you explain to everyone what an interest-only loan is and when it might be wise to take one? Yeah, um, I, I can tell you if you're someone that's commission-based and you you feel like you know your your monthly sort of income is not as consistent as someone that has a W two wage earned income where you know that's the exact amount that you're getting every single month. 
a, an interest-only product is a very, very attractive product for folks that are in commission-based, right? Because number one, you're paying only interest on the mortgage. So remember, when you first take out a mortgage, you're paying 80% of the overall payment on interest and 20% on principal, right? So when you do an interest-only payment, you're basically only paying the interest. And then when you get that big commissions check, then you can apply that check towards the principal and you'll, you'll, you'll have minimum payments that are just only interest only. But once you get that big commission check, you can actually put that towards the principal, thus lowering your not only mortgage balance, but your monthly payment as well. So interest only is a very popular, popular um, mortgage product, but just make sure that you, you utilize it responsibly, right? Because what, what can happen is if you're only paying interest only, you could run into a negative amortization type of situation where now you've only paid interest and if there's no appreciation in the in the home values, you may be upside down on your on your mortgage um, payments because you've only been paying interest only, right? So just, right. just keep in mind you that- You have to yes, be careful it, of that. Amazing. But it might be yes. good for someone, like if you have a job and you know you that yeah. you're going to be promoted eventually or you're just starting Correct. out and you know that you're young and you're just starting out and you know that eventually you're going to be making more money, you might- buy a home and use an interest rate only loan where you're not paying yeah. anything off the principal, uh, yep. but your payments are going to be cheaper. But it still allows you that when you are up to par and you are making more money, you don't have to be stuck with that interest only. You can take the money then and put it you to the take principal. take the money, yeah, and apply it to the principal, you know. So, and, and, and it's really popular with commission-based uh, folks too, right? Whether they're in finance, whether they're in real estate. So you pay those minimum interest payments. And when you get your commissions check, you can apply a percentage towards the principal. So it, it's a, it's a very good vehicle for folks that use it very responsibly. And it's a great way to get into that dream home. That's a little bit, that could be a little bit above your, your minimum um, sort of standards, but you know, a great vehicle to kind of get your foot in. And like Dottie said, if you know, you're going to get that promotion, then you can always apply that towards the principal as well. And if you don't get that promotion, um, the downside is you have a house, and hopefully it'll appreciate. It's just appreciate. that you haven't you haven't you haven't paid off much of the principal. But as Ace said, in the beginning years you're not paying much principal anyway. It's mostly only interest. So that's something to look at. And I have one more, and. I know we have a break coming up, so then you can finish up, and then I have some questions for Stephen. Um, but right after the break, I just wanted to finish up with what a balloon mortgage is because we haven't covered all the different mortgages for a while now, and I just want to make you aware of them so that you can call citizens. The following is a paid political announcement paid for by Curtis Lewa for mayor. This is Curtis Lewa. Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, has taken a wrecking ball and destroyed the city that we love over eight years. He slashed the NYPD budget by a billion dollars and we suffered our deadliest year in nearly a decade. And the worst, de Blasio and his wife created this program Thrive that was supposed to care for the emotionally disturbed. They spent one and a quarter billion dollars in five years showing me the money where's the money i'll find out if you like the broken promises of the past then i suggest you vote for my opponent 
If you want real change, I'd suggest voting for me on November 2nd. Who do you trust more to keep you safe? Me, who's been in the streets 42 years, or my opponent, who's been up in the suites? Go to CurtisSlewaForMayor.com and make a donation today to vote for me to become your next mayor on November 2nd. I'm Curtis Slewa, and I approve of this message. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Are you worried about having lung cancer? I worry about everything, of course. But instead of worrying, go see my friends at Trinitas for a screening. If you're between 50 and 80 years old and have a 20-pack year smoking history, you know, like uh, if you've been smoking like that, or even if you've quit in the past 15 years, listen to me, please. It's no joke. It's time for a lung screening. Give them a call. Make an appointment right now at 908-994-5984. It's 908-994-5984. It's low-dose, painless, non-invasive, fast and easy, and only takes 30 seconds at Trinitas to have a screening, and it could save your life. Finding out if you have lung cancer while it's still curable makes all the difference. If you catch it in time, you can beat it. Screenings are covered by most insurance. Do it for your family. Do it for yourself. Just do it. You can count on Trinitas to take care of you. 908-994-5984. Make an appointment. It's 908-994-5984. This entertainment answer brought to you by Exergen. Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas kicked off last weekend. If the end of October is a bit too spooky for you, how about spending the weekend with three more holiday Hallmark films? You have Christmas in Harmony premiering October the 29th. Your mother thought that you could help with the holiday hallelujah. Then Coyote Creek Christmas on the 30th, and finishing up the weekend, Christmas Sale on the 31st. All of these on the Hallmark Channel. For more information, head over to theentertainmentanswer.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. Again, welcome back to I on Real Estate. We're talking um, the next couple of weeks on the, the, the basics of buying. And before you go look for homes, one of the things that you really need to do were find out what type of mortgage and and what you qualify for and which one's the best so that you're all set to go and also find the right attorney, which we'll be talking about in a few minutes. Um, So we went through all the types of mortgages other than the balloon mortgage. And would you just give everybody a brief description of, of a balloon and when and who that would be good for? Yeah, last but not least, Dottie, you know, um, we don't really hear too much about balloon mortgages, although they were really, really popular uh, back in, you know, the 1980s, 1990s. But, you know, it put folks in not such great positions because it's a short term loan, um, first and foremost. Usually it's a five year term or a seven year term. Most banks, when rates were really, really high at the 17 16%, 15% mark, would offer these lower interest rates, you know, maybe even in the 6% range, 7% range, when rates were at 17%. And folks would have that low interest rate for the first five years. But 
at the end of the five-year term, then they would owe the whole amount, Dottie. So a very, very um, sort of riskier type product set for sure um, for folks that knew that they would have the money after the five-year or seven-year term. Um, it was actually a really, really good vehicle for them. But a lot of banks have moved away from the balloon mortgages because the chances of someone having that total payment in such a short period of time, it's highly unlikely. And it put a lot of folks in, in a lot of, you know, just just challenging situations, right? So you don't really see that as much anymore in the marketplace, Dottie. A lot of banks don't really offer that product because it's not as um, conducive for the borrower, especially with rates being at 3% at an all-time low. You know, folks are definitely taking advantage of the 30-year fixed rate. But it's great to know that you do have that flexibility and option. But in today's marketplace with the arms, with the fixed rate mortgages, you really don't need um, a balloon mortgage, Dottie. But it's, it's look, you never never say never, right? If rates ever go to 18, 19 but, but My again, point being is yep. before – you, we're going to be talking about the whole home buying process before yeah. you start your search. You really need to do these things first. You need to have that credit done, and you need to sit with someone at Citizens and find out all of the different options and based on your situation, which ones are best for you. You need right. to do that, and you need to have an attorney. And, Stephen, so many people ask me, oh, Daddy, you know, uh, what would you recommend, or my son-in-law is an attorney, I'm going to use him. When people ask, I need to get an attorney, I, 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 how should, what would your advice be on somebody seeking out an attorney when it comes to buying a home? Where should they look, how should they look, and what should they look for? So, glad you asked, because it's so important, it can make all the difference in your deal happening. Number one, you need to have somebody who knows what they're doing. And that is in a few different ways. Number one, of course, if you're doing a real estate deal, you want to have a real estate attorney. No question. But with that, you need to have the right kind of real estate attorney. I'll give you an example. Our firm has over 40 attorneys who do real estate work of different kinds. We have residential. We have commercial. We have leasing. We have... Um, agency lending, we have affordable housing programs, we have commercial and residential mortgage-backed securities, conduits, specialty lenders. So within real estate, you need to have someone who is working on that type of transaction and then someone who knows the market. Now, we do cover a lot of geographic territory, but there is a different skill set between doing a co-op condo deal versus a house, versus a townhouse versus, let's say, an equestrian estate in upstate New York versus beachfront property in the Hamptons. Now, we have all those skills here, but you want to make sure that the attorney understands that. Perfect example, I had a contract that I was working on right before the show. We're representing a buyer of a cup in Manhattan. The real estate attorney, and he looked him up, the attorney is a real estate attorney, but he's based in New Jersey. And he did not fully understand some of the comments that I made because he looked at it as a New Jersey attorney and there's some differences and I'm licensed in both New York and New Jersey so I understand it so I understood what he was saying but he was completely wrong on this side. You know, so there's a lot of ways in which things can get tripped up. So you want to have someone who's not just real estate but understands the local market, who understands the type of transaction you're working in on. And then also someone who really 
you want to know who's working on it. Is the attorney that you're speaking at the one working on it, or are they there for a phone call and then they disappear? And they're really not well, engaged that's, at that's all. That a makes good, a big difference. Yeah, and Steve, in my uh, dealings in real estate for so many years, that that question that you should ask that Stephen just said, I have seen so many deals where the attorney didn't do anything. He had some paralegal, and I'm not saying that they don't know a lot, but you never heard from them again. Um, the paralegal. So you really want to ask that question, as Stephen said, am I going to be, you know, are you available, and am I going to be using you, or am I going to get somebody else that takes care of the transaction? And I've seen so and many deals not happen. You know, you would be and, surprised and that's how okay many to have fall a team. apart. Yeah, and it's okay to have a team, but it depends on what the issue is, right? It doesn't make any sense from a business point of view to have the attorney scheduling a closing, right, or, or things like that. So definitely a task breaks down. But I will also tell you, we don't have people who aren't experienced scheduling a closing because there's an art, right? You're trying to schedule a co-op closing. You have to have the seller attorney, the co-op attorney, the buyer's attorney, the lender's attorney, the clients, the walker, the documents. There is an art, and you want to make sure that there is time to, to get things um, notified um, for TRID compliance with the bank. You want to make sure there's time for a walkthrough. You want to make sure the paperwork's there. People are moving out. So even something as mundane as just put a date on the calendar for a closing, you want to make sure that whoever is working on it is experienced. So um, you know that's also very, very important. Um, and also so how available the, the attorney is. I mean, I have watched people try to get a hold of their attorneys. Now, when you uh, put an offer in, and that's why I say you have to have your attorney before before you actually start bidding on houses. Because I've watched people lose bids because somebody agreed to take the deal, they want to get a contract, and the attorney doesn't write the contract, or he's busy and he doesn't do it for days, and that's whether you're a buyer or a seller. So you want to make sure and ask, will you be available and be on the ball as far as, will you know, you get things done right away, because the longer things take to get done, and sometimes I've watched it, where attorneys are busy doing something else and don't make it a priority, time passes on, and as Stephen has said many times, until you're actually in contract, the buyer can take the seller can take another offer. So yeah, and look, and, and not every and not every deal is smooth. Like that's the other thing that people need to understand. You know, one thing that people need to understand is when the attorney comes into it, right? So we could have, and I'll give you a nice example of something that I had a conversation with a client on yesterday. There was a deal that was worked out, and you know, we start doing our due diligence, and it took a little bit longer. And had a conversation. And so, you know, at one point, I was like, why is it taking so long? Now, the concept a little bit longer. Um, it's not that much time, but a little bit longer. Well, guess what? I saved everyone from a huge hassle. And I was like, oh, thank goodness you actually looked into all this. Turns out that our seller has owned this property for 12 years. And in that time, internally flipped it between trusts and their name and LLCs and has five different instances where the condominium filed liens for non-payment of common charges going back a decade. And so I explained, I said, there were some warning signs and we looked deeper 
and we just saved you a massive hassle from going into contract because there was a real problem. And literally, no one else knew. The seller's own attorney did not do their job, in my opinion, of just seeing what's going on. When I literally brought this up, she said, oh, the broker said he was a little bit behind on their common charges. I go, so, the Stephen, what questions would you... back in 2009. 2009, right. 12 years ago for the first time. But, you know, so part of it is, and I just got to say across the board, is if your counterparty on the transaction does not do their job, right? When you get a listing, if you're an agent, or you're getting a client as a seller, right? You got to vet your client. You got to find out what's going on. Um, and, and in this case, and I just want to add it, they knew to some degree because they said, I want to see the common charge statement, which would have showed that they're current on the account. A week's gone by, and I still haven't gotten it. So that was a warning light. And so right. you got to be very careful when people say, how come it's not signed? Well, how come you didn't get me the due diligence that we asked for? And I know why now, because they had a problem. So, Stephen, when, uh, when someone is, whether you're a buyer or a seller, when someone is um – looking to hire a real estate attorney for a transaction, whether it's a sale, buy, commercial. Uh, and sometimes I think people don't realize the importance of using someone who specifically deals in that aspect of law. What are the questions that you would uh, advise a buyer or a seller to ask when they're interviewing attorneys and you should interview them? What are some of the well, questions that either. you would recommend that well, they ask? Unfortunately, unfortunately, I know we're coming right to the end of our show, and, and we're sort of leaving our, our listeners with a little bit of a cliffhanger. I'm well, going to ask to answer this right. We, we, we start that off next week. But I think the biggest thing... I would love thing to do that. Is to, I would love to start that off next week. The biggest thing to keep in mind is ask questions and never stop asking questions. You know, a great scholar once said to me, when I asked my kids, how did school go? And, you know, what, and you didn't say, did you give any good answers? You don't say, no, I don't care about the answers. I said, did you ask good questions? Ion Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.